Hi, everyone. This is Robbie Seal of FASD Family Life, the podcast for families by families, where we get real about raising children and youth with fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. Um, I have great news to share with you. FASD Family Life has exceeded 5,000 downloads. That's amazing. Thank you all for liking and sharing and posting it on your social media and sending it out to your friends and family. I love it. And you know, I regularly hear from listeners all around the world. I hear from people in Scotland, Australia, the UK, the US, and here in Canada where I'm located. I even had a friend reach out to me from South Africa, which was really, you know, that was really exciting. You know, I had a lot of fun in my summer series, which I called Talk to the Experts. And these were really cool experts. These are people who live with FASD themselves, adults who have FASD, and they told us what it was like to to live with FASD. And I learned a lot, you know, as a mom raising five kids, four with FASD, I learned a lot from these folks. And what I really learned from them is that Just like I always say, the struggle is real, but so is success. And these people are rocking it. Well, just like these folks, I have a very special guest with me today. And her name is Paula. And she comes from Scotland. And Paula Paula and I have been working on a project together. And she reached out to me today, um, this week to say, hey, Robbie, I'd like to talk about what it's like to live with FASD and some of the cool stuff we're doing here in Scotland. So I'm really excited to bring to you my friend, Paula McPhail from Scotland. And now she's going to introduce herself. Okay, Paula, go for it. Hello, I'm Paula McPhail. And I'm here to tell you about my love experience with FASD. I'm so happy. All right. So Paula, how old were you? Well, can you, would you tell us now how old you are? Um, so I'm 21 now. 21. Wow. I hardly remember being 21, but that's fantastic. <laughs> so you're 21. How old were you, Paula, when you got your diagnosis of FASD? So, so I was 16 when I got my first diagnosis. Oh, well, I got my diagnosis. 16. So that means you really went through school, almost all of school, without having a diagnosis. Yeah. And so were there any supports in place for you at school to help you? Um, I had a little bit of support, but not enough support that I needed. Um, I did have like, we've got a support base here. I did go to that. Um, and sometimes I would get a teacher that would come and help me if they knew um, that I needed help in that class. There was like the one teacher that would do that. Um, but I never got much support other ways. Um, I've got extra time for exams and stuff, but that's it. Do you think your teachers knew anything about fetal alcohol spectrum disorder and the disabilities you have? No, um, they didn't. Because when, even after I got my diagnosis, um, it was a fight to actually get my diagnosis in the first place. Um, Even school was saying that I was fine. I was just a normal teenager girl. I was just being lazy. I just didn't want to do it. Um, which wasn't the case. And even yeah. after my diagnosis, they still wouldn't put the supports in place for me. Um, it wasn't until at the time I was doing talks with the NHS, um, that's our National Health Service here. And we were doing, at the time I was saying how I was struggling in school and how um, the teachers weren't supporting me, they weren't putting in the right supports for me and they weren't really listening, I felt like they weren't listening to me. And the head of education was there and she asked me what school I went to, um, who was my guide teacher, and I told her. And by the, that was a Friday, and by the Monday I got the supports I needed. The squeaky wheel took, gets the grease. Uh, <clears throat> That's what we say, right? 
Yes. Well, that takes a lot of bravery to go out and give talks to the NHS to talk about fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. So you have been an FASD advocate, raising awareness of the disability you have, but that millions of people in Scotland have, right? Mm-hmm. This is not just a yes. little tiny diagnosis or a little tiny disability. We, you and I both know that fetal alcohol spectrum disorder is the most common developmental mm-hmm. disability in the world. And so this is no small thing. It, it's two and a half times more common than autism. And yet we hear about autism Mm -hmm. and teachers know a little bit about autism, but you know, I know we're saying that you didn't get support at school and that's true. And that's real. What we also Mm -hmm. can say is that teachers just don't know about FASD. They don't receive any training when they're in college. So that becomes your job, my job, Mm -hmm. mom's job to educate Mm -hmm. teachers. Right. And that's what this podcast does. This podcast educates families Mm -hmm. and teachers about fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. I wanted to ask you, Paula, so you were 16 when you got that diagnosis. Mm-hmm. How did that feel? I actually felt amazing to get it because before my diagnosis, I thought it was just me and I was just being stupid because I wasn't like anybody else and I was no, I was different and I was behind in my classwork as well. And I just, I thought it was just me. And um, when I got my diagnosis, it made me realise it's not me, it's my brain. I've actually got my brain damage and I need supports in place to help me and because I never got this supports that's why I'm lacking time but if I got them I'd be like great you know what I mean it, it sounds like like when you got that diagnosis it was a huge relief and I would imagine that your sense of yourself your self-esteem was really low like you just said you thought you were done you thought you weren't trying and what's wrong with me but when you got that diagnosis and began to understand it your self-esteem went up mm-hmm. Did see my confidence was really really low I was like the quiet person in school and I just kind of slid through the radar and didn't say anything I didn't um, lift my hands up in class or nothing but when I got my diagnosis my confidence went from zero to like a thousand because I had this amount of confidence I was like oh I can say what I struggle at now because I know why I struggle where before I didn't know why I was struggling and yeah. absolutely and I wow I can see that your confidence went to zero to a thousand and I'm so mm-hmm. very proud of you um I was going to ask you what's hard about school but I think we've covered that mm-hmm. I would like to hear what you are most proud of about yourself so and um, so I've run my own business alongside my mom and so I'm proud of that because uh, it's called OG's FASD and it's a service uh, that we do here, in, well, what we're doing right now in Scotland, um, where we support families and we train people, um, professionals on FASD and what it is and how to put the right supports in place for a, if you have a child or an adult with FASD. Um, so that's what we do. And we started that up about three years ago in 2019. Yeah. Yeah, that years ago. Um, so that's when we started up our business because at the time I was supposed to be at college, um, but unfortunately I couldn't stay at college because they couldn't support me. Um, so I was like, what am I going to do now? That was my career. And my mum's like, do you know what? We know about what FSD is. Why don't we run our own business and support families and children and teach people about FSD so we get it out there? Amazing. Amazing. So you, you and mom took, you know, what was your reality and your daily struggles and you turned it into a huge positive. Okay. College isn't working. Plot twist. What are we going to do instead? And so you guys 
mom and you decided you're going to start your own business, that takes a lot of courage and uh, to train people about FASD, but it's your passion, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely okay. a passion. And so you and mom run your own business. So you can say you're a business owner. Yeah, I can. <laughs> 21 years old business owner. Wow. Wow. That's fantastic. What is it you, um, what is it you, you personally do at O'Shea's? So I kind of do a bit of everything. Um, so I do like admin and I run kids groups um, as well. So um, basically my main focus I want to work on is the children um, and I also run the workshops as well. Um, but I do all the other business sides as well. Um, right now I'm doing a bit of admin. We've got someone in who's teaching me how to do the admin side because um, I'm not really that great at it, but I'm learning um, as I go. So, yeah. yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> well, you know what? Those are new skills to learn, right? Learning how to do the administration side, how to do the typing, how to do the mm-hmm. filing, like just like a yeah. sorts of things to learn. And okay, what's the secret to Paula learning? I know you learn, but you learn differently. What is it you need to be successful? So what I need is everything wrote down like like a checklist. Um, I need like what I'm going to do for like over the week. What I'm just write it all down so I can remember and, and every step written down. So yeah. like, if, for example, if it's like do a word document, but it needs to be like go onto the computer, do that, click on one then. It, like that way yep um and then just just be patient and slow me I'll take time before I learn how to do it but I will learn how to do it eventually true absolutely true you will learn how to do it and that's what we have to remember when we're teaching children or youth or adults with FASD is you can learn it we know you can but your brain takes a different way and kind of ha- and the brain and your brain is unreliable due to due to the structural differences and the and the functional differences in your brain because of the prenatal alcohol. Yeah. So yeah, and so it's hard like if I say Paula, I need you to set me up a table on a word document. I need a table and it needs to have this information in it and you're going to go yeah, you're going to nod your head and go, yeah, 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 sure. And then you're going to go to the computer and go, "What am I supposed to do?" But I can give you the setup for success and I can say Paula this is the goal. And then this is how to do it step by step by step. And then yes. you can do it. And then you have a checklist to refer to. You know what? You're not the only one who has a checklist, my friend. Look at this. I have a checklist right here. Like a lot of people use those accommodations, right? Mm-hmm. So I love yeah. it. And it's very practical. And if you have the accommodations, then you can be successful, right? Yes, definitely. That's what I hear all the time from adults who have fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. They say, I can be successful, but I need accommodations every day. You know, I, I might not remember. Sorry. I'm sorry. That's what we say in our presentations. A child can do whatever they want to do with the right structures in place. That's what we say. Absolutely. Okay. I'm back to my checklist. Hang on. I got to see what I was going to ask you. I wonder, I was going to ask you what it is, like, what are your strengths? What it is you enjoy doing, aside from O'Shea's, and I know you love O'Shea's, but what other interests or hobbies or things that you're really good at? So I like spending time with my family and my friends. Um, I just love, like, Christmas time where all the families all together. I love that. Um, And I love, like, quality time as well. Um, and I love going to the cinemas with like my dad or my mom or my family, whatever 
that's yeah. what I like doing outside of Oji's. <laughs> Outside of Oshay's. So you're a people person and you love being yes. with people, and especially people who love you and understand you. Yes. Me too. When I had to, when I thought I had COVID or I had a really bad cold, and just in case it was COVID, I had to isolate. By day two, I think I was going crazy. I could not be alone for that long. You know, it was really hard. Um, yeah, you can't either. No, because you're a people person and you love being with your family. Was it always so easy with you and your mom? I know you and your mom are close. Was it always so easy or did it become easier? I think before my diagnosis, we argued a lot and it was like over the silly stuff. Like I told you to go wash your face. Why haven't you done it today? Because I would forget to wash my face or brush my teeth. And then she'll be arguing over that. And she'll be like, I told you to go. And then my dad, it would be like my room, get cleaned. And I would clean it and then you go that's not done right you need to go clean it again but I wouldn't know where to start with my room and oh. I think that's where our relationship was kind of it was it was breaking down but after we got my my diagnosis it my mum put the place the structure in place and the checklist to clean your room and to brush your teeth and the alarms on the phone and then our relationship got really better got we got closer again and I think we're more closer now than we ever have been I love that. I love that. I have experienced the very same thing with my children too. I mean, I knew about the diagnosis because my kids were diagnosed a lot younger, but Mm. it looks different as they get older. And I Mm. remember in those teen years, I mean, I'm still in the teen years, but once I remembered brain first and put in the right accommodations, much less frustration, much less arguing. Mm. And then the quality of our relationship improved. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's wonderful. Paula, one more thing I was going to ask you, and that is what dream do you have for your life? Yeah, I think I'm kind of, I've not really thought that far, but my dream is to so that everybody knows about FASD and that's my main goal. I want everyone to know about it. I want to like, right now we're really struggling getting into schools. I want to go into school and go, We've got this program. We can do FASD, and they go, "Yes, come on in." That's what I want. Like, I want that too. I want us to say yes instead of saying, "Oh no, we can't do it." And I want everybody to go see when you go. I've got FASD. I don't want people to look at you like, "What's that?" I want people to go, "Oh, I know what that is." That's my dream. You know. That is a wonderful dream. And I think it's going to be a lifelong project. So there's your path. (laughs) You have, you now know that there's other people um, Mm -hmm. on this journey with you to raise awareness of FASD, Mm -hmm. right? Like I'm in Canada and I'm working hard to raise Mm -hmm. um, awareness of FASD in Canada and around the world. And you've met other podcasters, including our mutual friend, Natalie Vecchione, who podcasts in the United States. And um, she's working hard to raise awareness of FASD. So you know you're not alone, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm really proud that I'm on Team Paula and that you're on my team too. That's awesome. I'm definitely on your team, Robbie. Paula, now you mentioned O'Shea's FASD, which is your not-for-profit organization serving your community. You wanted to tell me some big news about O'Shea's. Why don't you do that now? So OJ is having an opening day on the 6th of November and it's a brand new place that we've just moved into and we've moved into it this month. So we're all settled in now and everything's in its place and everything's sitting perfect. 
So we're having our opening day on the 6th of November, um, and that's when everybody can come along. Oh, lovely. Where can people find out information? Like, can you, so, can you give me the website or go ahead? So we've got a website that's www.ogsfasd.org. Or we've got a Facebook page that's just OG's FASD. Um, I think we've got Twitter that's just OG's FASD. And then we've got Instagram that's OG's FASD as well. So you can follow us on there. You guys are everywhere. We yeah. have a Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Excellent. I'm going to put those links if I can figure out how. I'm going to put those mm-hmm. links in all the show notes so people can find you. But I know I can certainly put your Facebook page on there and your um, yeah, your webpage. So that's fantastic. That's Thank you so much, Paula, for being on FASD Family Life and demonstrating to the whole world that mm-hmm. a person with FASD can succeed. We know the struggle is real, but so is what? Success. Yes, success. (laughs) My absolute pleasure having you. Mm -hmm. I am on Team Paula. I'm so proud of you and your mom for the work you're doing in Scotland. And I know not much is known about FASD in Scotland, but it's just Mm -hmm. as real there as it is everywhere else in the world. Anywhere where there's alcohol and pregnancies, Mm -hmm. we have a risk of FASD, right? Thank you, everybody, for listening and watching FASD Family Life. This has been a YouTube and a audio audio podcast. Thank you for being with us. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to buy me a coffee forward slash FASD Family Life. If you have any questions or you want to reach out to me, I'm always available on Facebook at Robbie Thiel. Um, also, Instagram, Robbie Seal. And you can also go to FASD Family Life at gmail.com to send me an email if you have a question concern or you want to have something you want to talk about on the show all right thank you as always i know your time is precious thank you for spending it with me and until next time remember the struggle is real and so is success i'll talk with you soon